Hey, listener, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two pals recap romance stories and swoon and drool and faint. This week, I'm joined by one of my favorite people. Incidentally, she's also one of my favorite people to be pervy with specifically. Kenya Gory Bell is here to recap a moody indie film. And as usual, she gives us some serious wisdom. So here's the Netflix movie, Really Love, with Kenya Gory Bell. Oh my gosh, I'm finally here with Kenya Gory Bell. It's been way too long because we've been talking about this for months, and I'm so excited. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited, too. Also, listener, we've been talking for at least 15 minutes already, so (laughs) it's already been a fun time that I didn't record, so there. Oh my gosh. Okay, you have had a lot going on lately. Yes, I have been putting in production the next book in the Mogul series. Yeah, book four, right? Book four. Yeah. It's been super busy. I'm getting feedback. People are loving it. And I'm so excited to bring it out into the world. Heck yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So the Mogul series <laughs> as a whole is amazing. But tell tell the people about the chronic specifically. The, the chronic is once you see the cover, you will obviously see that the hero, Chris, the chronic Kyriakis looks very much like Dwayne Johnson. He does. He is my muse. Mm -hmm. And I worship at the shrine of Dwayne Johnson. And I support that. He's he's the hero in this book. And he falls madly in love with his best friend, Miracle, who is a young, quirky, fantastic, autistic girl who is a film researcher and a uh, pursuing her master's in film. Mm -hmm. And they have just met at a premiere and he is friend zoned because he's told he can't have her. But he says, F that, I'm going to get her. Whoa. And we just go on the journey of Miracle and Chris as Chris tries to convince her to be his love. And yeah. she says, Hey, wait a minute. I can't lose myself in you. You're too big of a star. Aww. And he just does his uh, damnedest to convince her. <gasps> and it's so deliciously filthy. Yes. <laughs> That's how we like it around here. Yeah. Cause she's a sensory seeking autistic. Yeah. And in my research, I found out that uh, my son is also on the autistic spe- spectrum, both of them. And my oldest son is a sensory seeker. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I found out as being a mother and a parent and a researcher that um, they really love and enjoy sex. Good. So I got to have a lot of fun writing those characters. And, you know, uh, it was it's a great ride. So that is they- so cool. <laughs> And can I just say, the cover is gorgeous. Thank you. Like, true work of art. I really love it. I'm glad because the young lady who does it, uh, Whimsical Designs, I just went in her DMs one day and I was like, hey, have you ever thought about doing a romance novel cover? And she was like, "Uh, no, but sure, I'll try it. And now we're on my fourth book that she's done for me. And I got three more. I'll show them to you, Melanie. Oh, I you know, love later. it. 
that are so gorgeous that she has to complete the series. So incredible. I, I love that team up. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, you got to get people before they blow up. Mm, because very true. then you can't afford them. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I contacted an artist one time, a photographer. And he was like, because uh, this was for Lotus Flower Bomb. And mm-hmm. I wanted an Asian guy. And I wanted Tony Thornburg, who is this gorgeous Versace or some model, right? And the photographer was like, yeah, it's eight, it's $8,000 for a picture of him. Oh, <laughs> that's a number I can barely comprehend for one right? picture. <laughs> right? One picture. That's just one. Oh my and, gosh. And that is what the market calls for if you want that picture. So I was like, I need to get somebody to draw him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so and I that's how I got into the world of illustrated covers. Yeah. I love it. That's really yeah. cool. That's you a very creative people. fix. I like it. Yeah. And then you get the diversity that you want. Completely. And because it's stock photos, everybody will tell you it's hard to find good pictures of anybody. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I just went the uh, illustrated route. That's really cool. Yeah. Plus, supporting <laughs> author or supporting artists, big, big proponent of supporting artists. Yes. Support the arts, people. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's my thing. That's right. So. Well, actually, okay, I didn't even mean to do this, but it just seems like you and I are a dream team. Um, the movie that you chose today is all about an artist. <laughs> yes. That movie, Really Love, is about uh, a, a struggling artist and yeah. a lawyer. Yeah. Which is very interesting. A law student who turns into a lawyer in the process of the movie. Yeah. And I thought it was a cute little film. It was really cute. Yeah, it's very like, mm-hmm. it's very like indie film. It's very artsy. Yeah. Very artsy in a way that like, honestly, I'm going to be super honest with you. I can't really access. Like I just, mm-hmm. I don't super understand like, you know, big, big, serious art, you know? Yeah. Like I'm very much, my house is filled with, um, with comic book art. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, I'm, I'm a different different bird. So anyway, mm-hmm. it starts with like this like really sort of uh gritty atmospheric scenes of DC because it's mm-hmm. all set in DC unless we're in Chicago, but we'll yeah. get there later. Um and I don't know, I really I really liked the fact that it felt so situated in mm-hmm. the neighborhood, you know? Like right. it was really really cool. And then we got to see an art gallery that right that Uzo Adubo, Aduba is the gallery owner of. Yes. And gorgeous Mike, Michael Ely was putting on the show there. Oh my God. Michael Ely is yeah. like too much. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know how we're the same species, honestly. You know what I mean? He's so pretty. Even looking like a scruffy artist. I know. He, was like, he could still get it. Oh. He could still get it. Any day. Any day. Any day. <laughs> Twice on Sunday, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, and Kofi, which was, kind of, I, you know, I looked up Kofi Usidibe, uh, I think this was his last name, On I looked him up, and he's just 27. No. And I felt sad. Because <laughs> wow. I've been married 27 years. <laughs> and I was like, this could be your child. And I was like, I could just wish him well. That's right. But no. he was gorgeous. And I was like, and so we get to the art gallery and we're looking at Michael Ely's art and then Kofi's in there. 
and he meets a girl. Oh, yeah. And he's wearing a signature beanie, which I find to be very (laughs) important for me, Melody. Um, And he's also wearing overalls, which was unfair to everyone in the world. His skin is just so luminous. Oh, my God. That young man. (laughs) (laughs) We're being very lecherous, and I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) That young man. Gorgeous, just like I'm like, oh, I just love like I would go crazy in a environment like that, even though I've been married a long time. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm a hugger and I'd be liking the touch, so mm-hmm. I would have just enjoyed being in the atmosphere between him and Michael Ely. Like, I yeah, would, that, yeah, yeah. I would have, I would have, yeah. I would have been trying to figure out 17 ways to just like brush up on him. <laughs> oh no, touching like. Okay for me to touch you because you know you said y'all big on consent in here and you gotta ask for permission bosoms, and then I would have asked permission just to touch him a little bit. Yeah, there you and go. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I also want to say Yusuf Michael Ely's character. I do. I did understand his art, and I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. the more abstract stuff that I'm like, is it yeah. good though? I don't know. <laughs> But see, it's all subjective. It completely. And I think what he was when he was conveying to the um, uh, Kofi's character is that you know you got to find your own voice, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is something we authors also try to do. Which completely. is because you know nothing's better than if you pick up a artist's work and you instantly know that that's that artist, whether yeah. it's a painter or a writer, their voice is what is what speaks to you. Because anybody can paint. You totally. But well, I can't. But, you, but you know, you could draw a stick figure. I can put or, paint or, on stuff. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but what speaks to each individual person mm. is that artist's voice. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And that once he found his voice, he took off and he flew. So, yeah, you know, completely. So Isaiah does meet this very, very wonderful lady. Her name is Stevie, we find out later. And Mm -hmm. she's just like looking at a painting and he does that thing where you like sidle up next to somebody and you're like, cool art, yeah? And she's like, yeah, so cool. (laughs) Like, he's just, what is she? She says something actually really wonderful. I wonder if I wrote it down. She says something like... um, Showing black people as like elevated and totally normal, like beautiful yeah. and normal, or something like that. Like it's, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was really neat. Yeah, because the, the, it had uh, Yusuf's art had so much dimension and depth to it. So yeah, he was able to see that. Whereas I was like, oh, that's pretty. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so yeah. We'll, let me try to sound intelligent about art. Yeah, <laughs> would, yeah. I'm gonna say that. When I go to a gallery or something. Yeah. uh, You're just going to be a biter. I'm just going to take the sound bites and I'm going to make them come out of my mouth. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. She's wearing this, like, this, oh, her whole aesthetic throughout this thing is, like, deep, deep Vs in front. Yeah. And it is perfect. Um, Yeah, because she had a perfect body. Also that. that Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So she's wearing this, like, yellow dress situation that Mm -hmm. was incredible. And then he did that super sexy thing where, like, like, you know, 
Huh, I don't know. Like, he knew it was going to be okay without, like, asking explicit permission. And he, like, reached over and grabbed her pendant to be like, whoa, this is beautiful. Is this West African art? And she's like, wow, yeah. yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he asked right as he touched it. Yeah. And so I was like, in my mind, I was saying, okay, consent. Did You, you should have asked first. Mm-hmm. But because they had, I think they did it that way. So it could let you know that the, sometimes the, the chemistry wills out. Right. And yeah. it's like, you could, uh, cause she was already like, they she was already turned him, a little to him. But they were turned toward each other. They were turned slowly moving into that V thing where yeah, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. almost not quite touching, mm-hmm. but you like, you could feel the chemistry. I think they communicated that very well with him. In the I story. think so too. Yeah. yeah. Because it did not feel creepy at all. Even though I did have the moment of like, would I let somebody grab my pendant like in just public? And then I thought about it and I was like, well, <laughs> if we had this if chemistry. Yeah. Or Michael Ely or Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson can touch anything. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, he would. I'm that's like, right. He has consent. Universal, <laughs> universal consent. My husband, my, my husband might kill him, but he got universal consent from me. You know, he'll cross that bridge when he gets there. Really, yeah. we'll yeah. worry about that. <laughs> so he like gets distracted by the gallerist because she's like, "Hey, um, I'm really glad that your friend Yusuf told me about you. You seem really talented. You might be ready for like a group show in a few months, but like you got to work really hard and you have to commit yourself 100% to the work and stuff." And he's like, "Okay, cool. I will. I will walk through fire for you if you give me an art show. Like I'll do anything right. you want." But then when he turns around, she's gone. <gasps> yes. She's gone. Opportunity missed. Yes. <sighs> but then we go to a club and his, it's a club his friend owns. Mm-hmm. And it's, I forget the guy's name, but the, his, the girlfriend's name is Mecca, which I really, really yeah. loved. Love um, it. And she was beautiful too. Oh my God. Yeah. Beautiful Gorgeous. and so smart. And she's like, she's got like four degrees and her parents are upset because she uses that to do like a really cool indie coffee shop. That, yeah, that she's like, a barista. Yeah, she, she's, t- I mean, you know, a barista, but she Where owns it and yeah. she, she supports like farms all over the world and it's all like, yeah. you know, legit and stuff. Yeah, she's a free trade, she's a free trade supporter and she's gorgeous and her boyfriend is hip and cool. Yeah. So... He's there and he's like excited to have a fun night. And then who walks in but Dream Girl from the gallery. And what happens but Mecca runs over to her, makes a beeline from their group over to this girl. And they like hug. And he, Kenya, the way that he took, like was looking at her and took a sip of that drink and then put it down and then walked over there. (laughs) It was cruel almost <laughs> like it was yeah. too much yeah because he was on a mission because he was not going to let her get Mm-mm. out of his sight again Mm-mm. once he had her he was not gonna let her go that's right and that speaks so much to what we love about romance like yes. you wanted the hero to be all in for the heroine the mm-hmm. moment eyes on her mm-hmm. and I love that about this uh, very movie. decisive our Isaiah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and I also loved that like 
she was incredibly awkward. Like, there's no two ways around it. She has no idea what to do with herself. She, like, she can't stop looking at the floor. She keeps, like, taking peeks at him and then being like, is this real life? Like, is this, yeah. is he really talking to me right now? Yeah. Is this gorgeous guy? Like, she's flummoxed. And she's like, okay, okay. And I just think that's a almost like, He's so driven and he knows what he wants. Yeah. He just has to figure out a way to get it. And that's in everything. And once he figures out that way, he is relentless. Mm. Then she is kind of the person who just goes by the plan. Yes. That's been set before her and she's going to tick all the boxes She's going to double check and make sure the corners are creased and everything. That's right. But once she's out of her element, she doesn't know what to do with herself. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she she craves safety and she craves the security of a plan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And yet she's also like very, very excited by the idea that people don't have to live that way. Like, it's almost as if it's never even crossed her mind. And he's like, yeah, my parents really want me to, like, get a job. And I want to be an artist. And I want that to be my job. And so I'm going to struggle until I get there. And she's Mm -hmm. very, like, my parents have wanted me to be a lawyer and go to a big firm and do the money thing. And, like, that's what I'm doing right now. But I could maybe do something else. And that's a weird idea. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so they dance all night everyone they dance all Mm -hmm. night and they flirt their faces off and it's beautiful and then we get this really long dawn shot of them like just like slowly walking down the sidewalk that really that That, slow walk of a date you don't want to end oh Mm -hmm. that was so beautiful i like the cinematography in this movie yeah and it made a place where you see such an urban center Mm. feel safe Right. Oh, yeah. So like it could have been anywhere. It could have been a small town. But like they say, every big city has several small towns within it. Yep. And it just made it like this is like the coolest, most memorable day of my life. And then we saw the sun come up together. And that memory, as we'll find out later, that kind of thing sticks with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. So he finds out that, like, she grew up in the Netherlands, but her whole family's from D.C. And she's like, wow, you're a painter. That's amazing. And he says, we're all artists. I just happen to be a painter. And I was like, wow, that's a really beautiful way to think about, like, life and the world and people, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it was really neat. And so she's about to go into her place. And so he says, I know you're busy with law school and everything, but if you ever want to take a pause, like, maybe we could do this again. And then mm-hmm. she puts her number into his phone, and it's happening. It's all happening. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, it's great. And he's excited. And then I, and what I liked about his character, it was like he was intense, but he was also low-key. You yes. Know? So, and he was, like, really into... um he was really into her and she was really into him and but he was he it was almost a subtlety in his action 
that was so intense with every little thing that he did that it just it, it just that in itself in a movie that doesn't have a lot of action mm. is what moves the story forward, right? Oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because there were a couple of times, like, they weren't intimate moments, like this moment on the street. I would, I was watching and I was almost like, I was almost like, not uncomfortable, but you know, when Mm -hmm. like, you're looking at something and you're like, this is such a private moment that like, I feel, I I want, I want to keep watching, but like, oh, (laughs) the tension of just them, like, getting to know each other was really palpable and very cool. Um, And then... They do the sexiest double cheek kiss that's ever happened in human history. Yes. They do this double cheek kiss that's like, he's like so close to her lips and they both know it. And it was too much. (laughs) Frankly. Because I thought he was going in. I was like, how is he going to kiss her? They're not there yet. But it was like, oh, just to the side enough. But it was so intimate. I know. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so now we cut to Isaiah and we get, like, a family, their family dynamic. And it's very, like, the dad wants him to get a job. Did you do that application? Are you going to be a 9-to-5 person? And he's like, Dad, I told you I wasn't going to even apply. Like, we had this conversation already. I don't understand. And what, this is what was so funny about that. It was like, you could tell that they'd had this conversation. Like, this might have been the 150th time because he was not a kid. He was like in his mid to late 20s. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's obvious because he had went to the art school university. So right. he was so he was an adult man. And he was like, I'm just not going to do it. Just, and his mom was like, I already told you he could stay here as long as he wants to, you know, like you could tell like the undercurrent of the conversation was just like me. Cause I, this is what's funny. My son is an artist, the youngest one. He's yeah. just 11. Right. Oh, so cool. We, but he also has this extraordinary talent. And I was like, my husband was like, are we going to be supporting him his whole life? I, was like, I don't know. But he's our kid. We got to like, because I'm for the arts, you know, I'm an Completely. author. So I'm like, well, we got to do it. And my husband's like, we really don't. And I was like, because <laughs> like, I'm already looking at art schools for him and things Heck like yeah. that. Heck yeah. So, and I was telling him about Banksy and how Banksy, I know this is a digression, but no, I was please. telling him how Banksy had this um, this art at Sotheby's and how yeah. he put it up there and people be, uh, bid like $22 million on it and it shredded itself. I was like, uh-huh. this stole what Carson would do. And he was like, he shredded his own, somebody bought it in the minute it sold, it shredded it. And I was like, and they went crazy over and now it's like twice that much because they put it back together you gotta put it back together they put it back and that was part of the art like Mm -hmm. he's like hey it's gonna be a surprise and somebody bought it in his picture and i was like you know the artist is like it's, it's the mischief in the art you know yeah and so I was like, he could be like Banksy and sell a picture for $20 million one day. So we have to support him. And I was like, no, we really don't. You could tell that that kind of conversation had happened 
with Isaiah's mom yeah. and dad. And the sister was just like sitting up there, you know, totally egging it on. She oh, she doesn't. had popcorn, basically. <laughs> she was like... <laughs> <laughs> they had like oh the church he, he had he, so he had they were talking about church which it was obvious he hadn't been there in years mm-hmm. he had no interest in that it mm-hmm. was so much done in that little piece that told us about that fa- family dynamic and yeah. I loved it and it was like his daddy was like are you gonna get a job he was like nope walking off I'm leaving I gotta go yeah, it's time I- to go <laughs> Not having this conversation again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now we cut to Stevie and Mecca, and in Mecca's coffee shop, and they're talking about like what she wants to do professionally, and she's like, I mean, you know, I don't know that I want to be like a partner and like do the mm-hmm. the partner track lawyer thing because it's it's like eighteen hour days and shit, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, I I might want to like you know work at a a legal aid fund or something, so. And then she tells Mecca that he did ask her on a date and they are going on a date. Right. Really exciting. Oh, and then he and Yusuf, Michael Ely, have a talk about painting. And he like Mm -hmm. Michael Ely is like the um the older artist who's like imparting knowledge upon the youngster, the the young whippersnapper. And this was actually really it was good advice, I have to say. Like Mm -hmm. He said, you have to make your living space and your studio space separate entities. Separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once you do that, you're going to feel like a real artist, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he said, and you have to keep one piece from every art show. And Isaiah's like, I mean, but money though? Like, why would I do that? And and Yusuf's like, because you have to own your own shit. And I yes. was like, whoa. Yes. And that was, and I was like, that is imparting some knowledge that people don't always like ownership in in any kind of industry where you're an artist, because it's very easy to be exploited, whether you are a writer or uh, actor, anything is very easy to be taken advantage of by predatory people. But as an artist, painter type artist or crafter, you can keep, you know, a piece from, that's very smart. Very smart. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you, you also have a stake. Okay. So, um, but what does he do though? But what does he do though? Or do you want to say what he does now? No, please tell me. Please tell me everything. Instead of him keeping it. Yeah. He, he, he gives it to, um, he gives it to Stevie. Yeah. He gives the art to Stevie. Yeah. I really like the fact that they 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 do spend so much time on their differing pursuits, you know, because we've got this yes. scene with Yusuf talking about painting as like an industry, you know. And then mm-hmm. we cut to her doing like a mock trial situation at Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Then we go on this date. Do you remember the date? Mm-hmm. The date was, like, delicious. It was everything yeah. I could ever want. It was, like, a picnic on the hood of his Jeep. <laughs> and uh, then he, like, piggybacks her around. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He shows and her his studio. Like, and she really gets to see... He really opens himself up and makes himself available to her. Mm. And I think that wars with what her mother says later about the uh somebody investing in you as much as you invest in him yeah and um, and that's great advice for women it is but 
he was already doing that, you know? And I think a lot of times that is not necessarily the um, big monetary off offerings and things like that. Like it's them making themselves available and them opening themselves up to a certain type of vulnerability yeah. that allows you to see into a person's soul. Cause all people have different capacities of what, how much they can fit into their well and how much they can pour into yours. Mm. So him in the beginning, I thought that that was just lovely in the smiles. They were so happy and that was conveyed so much through the film and the attraction just seemed so natural. Oh my know? gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was wonderful. And then he, huh, so they're in his studio and mm -hmm. she's looking at his art and stuff. He shows her a painting he hasn't shown anyone yet, which is, I think that's a really good illustration of your point of him, like <laughs> opening himself up in ways that, you know, you might not expect. And then she says, how do you know when a painting's finished? And there's this beat. And then he looks her dead in the face and he says, how do you know when you're making love to someone? Mm -hmm. And boy, does he saunter right up to her and do a big smooch on her face. <laughs> oh, my God. So sexy. Yeah, so sexy. Um, this was the moment where I almost flipped every table in the universe, though, um, mm -hmm. because it does fade to black. Yeah. And I wasn't happy about it at this point. The film makes up for it later. <laughs> But, but I was, and see, that was my thing too. I was like, did the, is this going to be like, you know, closed door and we're not going to see anything? Uh -huh. it, I, I was like, but it faded to black and I was, and it left me wondering, did they have sex or did they not have sex? I know. And then later we see when they actually, you know, it was just a, a moment. Yes. Like, yeah. I feel like they boned though, right? I didn't think so. I you thought didn't... the first time that where we actually saw it was when they actually, that was their first oh. time. I just, yeah. And I didn't think that until later. Cause at that moment, just like you, I thought maybe they, and I was like, maybe they had a discussion later and they was mm. like, we got to get this. We got to show this black love on film, them being intimate in yeah. a beautiful way. Cause all of the, you know, intimacy was so <laughs> sexy. And I it was so bad. well done. Like it yeah, was, I'm... it was not only sexy, but it was, it was poignant. It was, it was very emotionally deep. Like it, it was yeah. really well done. It's a, it, yeah, it, it was for, it was an artsy film. Uh, we, we should say that too. It's not action packed, y'all. No. It's like, you gotta stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I started watching it. I was like a third of the way through and I was like, Melanie is gonna kill me. No. <laughs> No, no, not at all. You know, my husband be like, you can't pick them up. You can't, <laughs> you can't pick stuff. He was like, mm -mm. <laughs> He said, you can't pick them up. <laughs> no, you know what? I might have been worried about talking about it with someone else. But I was like, I, I can talk to Kenya about literally anything. And we'll anything. have a great time. So We, we will talk about anything. We, we established that, listener. We've established that. <laughs> We're continuing this after we get off of here. Go yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. 
For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on you? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. So, okay, so now this is when he does give her that painting. He like Mm -hmm. sends it to her house and she calls him after she opens it up and he, she's like, wow, I, I was gifted a painting. And he's like, oh, my gosh, another artist sent you a painting. I'm going to have to step up my game. And then she says, I think your game is just fine. Which <laughs> it is. It is. You're doing great, Isaiah. Yeah. <sighs> He knows how to win a girl. We we've established he he knows how to win a girl. Yeah, absolutely. Just Isaiah. And then she is the most perfect being on the planet and so she says, "Will you come hang it up for me?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was very very savvy. <laughs> yes. Like he he has the eye and the body, so he he's strong, so get him put yeah. it up for you. Girl. And like any yeah any opportunity to get you in my house like you know just let's make it happen and then he even makes this sexy which i thought was just astounding so he's she's like i was thinking about hanging it over here and it's like in the middle of the living room or something and he was Mm -hmm. like well you know it really depends on how you want to interact with it like, mm-hmm. do you want it to make you smile when you just walk through the door? Or do you like, do you want to, do you want to think about it when you're undressing yourself? He doesn't say that, but that's what happened in my brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How close do you want this painting to your naked body? Uh-huh. <laughs> so the painting is a metaphor for him. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she does hang it in that bedroom. Which yeah. I, you know, good move. <laughs> yeah. Good move. Oh, it's great stuff. Okay, so now we have this dating montage that, like, it was only one date, but it seemed like it was at least three weeks of dating. Emotionally, yeah. like, it was gorgeous. It was amazing. Then we have another dad scene. Mm-hmm. Boy, I related to this a lot. Because he he's like helping his dad paint the living room of his house and he's like dad why are why are we doing this again and the dad's like because your your mom wants to repaint the living room okay and then the dad very shittily but also kind of funny he's like i mean you love painting don't you like you're Aren't the you painter <laughs> he kind of does a little pause and a little quirk of the eye and then but how many and I, I related because I related so much because as a as a writer, when you first start out and you tell people, 
that you are a writer or you're and, and they like, yeah, right. Sure. Right. Because and Kanye West says this, said this one time and it was so funny. He was like, his mom told him, baby, it's just a hobby until you get paid for it. I and mean, that's the truth. That's very true. <laughs> it's a, and it's an expensive hobby because paint is not cheap. Right. And especially he was doing oil. So that's very expensive. Yeah. And he's doing a lot of layers. And I'm like, he ain't got no job. <laughs> Where are you getting the paint? Is really the question. Are you eating or are you just buying paint? <laughs> you know, you could tell in the backdrop of this, his mom was was probably supporting him 100%. His his dad unknowingly. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no, he yeah. thought that she had some sort of like side habit that nobody knew about. But the side yeah. habit was really just the son's paint. <laughs> yeah. She just giving him money, you know, on the side. Yeah. So. Okay. So now... So that's group show time. He does group show. Very <laughs> exciting group stuff. Show. Very excited to do the group show. Mm-hmm. But then the gallery owner is not that impressed. Yeah. She's like, you could do better. And he mm-hmm. is like crushed to his soul. Crushed it's, to his soul. It's a lot. Right before that, though, he does introduce Stevie as his girlfriend. Yes. Some hoity-toity old classmate or whatever. Yeah, the successful, already had three shows in New York, mediocre artist guy. Yeah. Then leads to, I actually wrote this down. Yeah. Then when he talks to Yusuf. Yes. After that. Is it okay to go there now? Please, yeah. When he goes in there and he talks to Yusuf, I wrote it down in my journal, I didn't bring it in here. When he says, you can't just be great. You have to be the motherfucking unicorn. Yeah. And that, and I wrote that down, Melanie, because that is the truth. You got to be so much better Mm -hmm. when you are in spaces where you are the only one. And that's me speaking on, you know, diversity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't be average. You got to stand out. You got to be, you know... Already in spaces where it's what we call rarefied air. Mm. You cannot, you gotta, if that is something that's an extra burden, but it's understood. And, oh, yeah. and what comes with that when you know you the shit is like, uh, um, you just like what he needed to see was, yeah, you gotta be a little bit better and you gotta surround yourself with greatness. But once you get there, and I love that he was still humble after he made it, but that's what Yusuf was saying. I know I'm there. I, I knew I was there in art school, mm-hmm. but you got to get in these spaces. And yeah. you got to get where you need to be to be in these spaces. And I was like, you just can't be great. You got to be the unicorn. I know. And I just like, I understand, like, I embrace that. Like, <laughs> it's probably problematic to continue that thought process because everybody should just be as good as they need to be yeah but we all exist in a system you know like and that is like and that that kind of drive that little some people just have that little extra little and this is my achiever thing i was telling you in the show yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like you gotta be just a little bit better yeah no i always gotta be 
he well because okay so just to state it plainly this um this old classmate is white and he's like mm-hmm. obviously like he seems pretty upper crust so socioeconomically yeah. advantaged racially advantaged like you know all he's abdued like you know he has all the things going for him and when he's talking to Yusuf Yusuf says like how much better are you than this this fuckface and he's like <laughs> and he says enough like yeah. i am enough better than him and so what i loved about this though is that Isaiah looks at Yusuf and he says um he says like oh I, something like oh and and you're the like you're a unicorn and then Yusuf just like takes a drag of a joint or something very artistic <laughs> and he goes he goes I wasn't born a unicorn. Like, yeah. I worked to become um, what I unicorn. am today. Oh, yeah. my God. It was very inspiring. And I was like, Michael Ely, you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, he, that was the way he said it. it. The acting in this film was really good, I have to say. It so was good. not like a mediocre. Everybody was good. Everybody like, was so great. okay so one thing that we missed (laughs) that we are very silly about is that after she after he calls her his girlfriend they do go home and they have some epic we're a couple now sex yeah boy is it great also i've never considered a belly chain but now i am Mm -hmm. She wears these yeah. belly chains that are just like okay, totally it's hidden. Beads, it's waist beads. They call them waist beads. Waist beads. Okay. Waist beads. And it's like um like in African tribes, that's yeah. where they get it from, where they wear like these little ropes of beads and stuff. But you can get them like like the, Beyonce has one that's made out of diamonds. Oh, of course <laughs> she does. I mean, why wouldn't she? Really? Is the question. <laughs> and uh and it's really thin, and I'm just like, oh my god, that's so gorgeous! It's so it's sexy. so gorgeous! It's so sexy! Yeah, yeah. they sell them on Etsy. On Etsy. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't so know. I think like be. just a secret waist bead situation. Can you imagine you take off your clothes like just one random day, and you got on waist beads, and your husband is like, "What is going what? on? What have I been gifted <laughs> with today?" <laughs> On this hallowed day. <laughs> it changes the dynamic, doesn't Seriously, it? Seriously. Like, I was just thinking about it. And, like, secret waist beads, I think, might be hotter than, like, secret super mm-hmm. sexy lingerie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. it if really they nice. were very sexy, I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the ticket right there. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, okay, Kenya did not do me wrong. It is not fade to black. We're okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're all okay. And he has a very nice derriere. That booty on him is yeah. really great stuff. Yeah. We the only get to see, good. oh my God, right? And we only get to see like a third of it, you know, the top third mm-hmm. of it. Um, yeah. But there were thrusts involved that I just highly recommend to the world. Yeah. Uh, that's all, really, is I what said, I have I was, to say. You know what I said? I was like, oh, my God, we got some 365 thing going on in here. I was like, I'm surprised. I liked it. It was very intimate. It was so sexy. Yeah. It was very well done. Yeah. It, it was well it was such a it was such a romantically solidifying moment. And mm-hmm. I love I love that it was. I love that the filmmakers knew to use it as, like, another emotional step 
instead of just making it like, you know, oh, we have boobs now. Great. Mm -hmm. Because he, you could tell they were, he was in love. Like, oh, she and she, you know, he loved her. She seriously, his muse. So, yeah. Yeah. So I just need everybody to know on Hat Watch, we are still beanie all the time. Okay. If he's at an mm-hmm. art show, he is wearing a beanie. I just, that's just no notable for me. Which and he I think has his a character. perfect head. He has a perfect head for the beanie. He does. But I could have done without the beanie. I thought the beanie was a little cliche artsy yes. artist thing for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He could have just been walking around with overalls and no shirt and I would have still been like he's an artist mm. with the paint, paint, paint splatters or whatever just put the you paint know. splatter right on his skin you know and we yeah, would have been right, fine a little bit right around the neck where you know the clavicle where the men oh yeah little, where the little muscle thing sticks out with the, the mm-hmm. little bone or whatever the men yeah. have yeah that collarbone <laughs> maybe a little bit on his yeah. trap yes that would be fine with me too yeah. <laughs> listen <laughs> This we young man the pain. Like, is. I would have been at the studio with him. We would have got into the paint a little bit. I would have suggested we do that art where you do strip naked and roll on a canvas. Yes, that's a that's an art that I could do. Or, yeah, or if you're not allergic to paint, just paint my body. This there you go. That would have been like sexy. Okay, like amazingly sexy. Very much like, so. Yeah, our minds would. We have really stepped this movie up. <laughs> <laughs> we have but that's our gift you yes know, they yeah. didn't consult us and that was a mistake on their have. part they should yeah. have I'll reach out, I'll reach out. <laughs> um, okay so now oh my gosh they're they're doing this snuggle and talk that was just gorgeous and she's questioning like she's questioning the roadmap basically like do i need mm-hmm. to stay on this path that my parents have set out for me or like do i need to be a lawyer to do the things i want to do and he's mm-hmm. like i mean it's pretty badass to be a lawyer but like you could still be a lawyer who does those things you know right. which i thought was a really fun like that was a really supportive and understanding and yet like i don't know still still sort of like like pushing your partner, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. thought it was a really neat conversation. He was challenging her in that instance to really step into her own, uh, into her own self. Yeah, you know, into her own identity of who she wanted to be mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. and the space she wanted to take up in the world. Because as we, when we get to her parents, you'll see that they are pretty. You know, they're overbearing. Driven and overbearing people yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. hot though very hot very 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 hot those two boy unfair really um so oh my god now we do get to meet the family oh yes kenya this went so poorly i knew it was gonna go like that because my parents are very similar in in that thought process Mm. about raising those type a type kids right right so bringing chris home was like very uh nerve-wracking it was touch and and go (laughs) right and i couldn't believe she did it right like i couldn't believe she brought him to her house at that early stage in their relationship where you're still like with knowing the type of mom she had especially 
to be like, yeah. I'm bringing Isaiah home. Like she was serving him up to the sharks at that point. <laughs> she really was, especially since like she obviously didn't make it super clear to him exactly mm-hmm. what he was walking into. She was just like, my mom is <laughs> kind of a lot. And right. he was thinking like, yeah, my dad's a lot too. But it's a whole different level over at Stevie's house. Also, like, just go to brunch. Go to a yeah. a, a neutral ground, you know, where everybody's just mm-hmm. meeting each other. Like, going she, into that big stately casual. house. Right. And her mom is like, the like you bringing him your your uh boyfriend home like your chelsea bringing your uh fiance home your boyfriend home to hillary clinton yeah you know what i'm saying it's it like, very like that because she was a she worked at the embassy yeah his mom was her mom was like a state department type of person uh-huh and i was like uh-uh. oh god no. oh god he was wearing a hat backwards walking in stevie <laughs> there are things that you can you can help mitigate <laughs> and you go to georgetown yeah he went to school but he's an artist yeah. yeah and they want you to bring somebody in a brooks brother suit home not a starving artist yeah and and, like, yeah. that's a failing on their part, too, you know? But yeah, just as far course. as interpersonal relationships are the concerned. The dad was cool up until the point where he he was like, y'all, you're living at her house, uh-huh. you know, staying at Stevie's house. Because once he put his hands down, he was like, uh-uh, I'm done, uh-huh. no. Yeah, he was it's like, I, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt, but, and it was, and it was such, like, the language was so precise, because Stevie is, is sort of standing up for their relationship by being like, no, it's serious, we live together, actually, and the parents did not know that before, and the dad puts <laughs> his hands down, and he, he says, you're living together in your house? And yeah. I was just like, oh, that's... He hates it. He hates it. Because oh, he's no. from that generation, that provider generation. Right. This is very big. Because right. I can right. just remember, like, I felt sick to my stomach watching it because I, too, remember coming home from college and bringing my fiance with me. And my parents was like, who is this person? <laughs> who are your people? Right. What right. are you doing with your life? What is your, ma-? like, it was just like a constant grilling. Mm. But I have always been the butterfly, so they were always like, of course she's going to bring home <laughs> some kind of, but I'm not attracted to what I am. I'm attracted to the square, straight lace, very, you know, he wanted them over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I felt that to my soul. I was like, you have spoken death into this relationship. Yeah. You brought him out. <laughs> Especially like, since, like, Isaiah is not... He's he's not exempt from, like, the toxic masculinity that pervades all generations still, you know? And so he's like, mm-hmm. I'm a man. I should be the one to, like, provide. And I, I should be stable. And I should be all these things. But, like, in the profession I want, that's just going to take longer. And it, mm-hmm. it, you know, I don't want to speak this into the universe, but, like, it also could never happen. You know what I mean? So... Mm-hmm. It's there's this it just preys on his insecurity in a a very precise way that mm-hmm. oh man and it and it plays out beautifully. So okay. So now he's stressed because he wants to do this show and the mm-hmm. um the gallerist 
Uzo Aduba was like, mm-hmm. you can, I think you can get there, but like, you know, you got to work your face off. So mm-hmm. he's working 24-7 at his studio and there, he, she like barely sees him. She has a conversation with um, Mecca and her cousin where she's like, I just want to be able to help him. Like, I just want to figure out a way to help him. And they're like... He's a man. He does not mm-hmm. want your help. He wants right. to be able to just do it. And, like, mm-hmm. that sucks for everyone, but it's also the system we live in. But you know what? This And this is another thing that goes back to who she is when, when she asked him to move in. Mm. When she asked him to move in, that was also for her security. Because, remember, she likes safety. She likes just, uh, like, she's a person who will take care of everything you don't have to do a lot she just wants you there mm-hmm. and present for her mm-hmm. and he's a person who is so consumed with his art and being a person in the arts I know how that is like right. you have to establish early on and I think he thought he did that how much his work meant to him of and when yeah. he starts he thinks like this is the artist's life. This is what I do. I'm consumed by it. When I get a chance to create this show, just like he showed her saying, you take the, I'm going to support you quietly over here. He wanted that same thing. I think it was a miscommunication of the expectation. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. She, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how could she help him being an artist? You can't do the art. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he couldn't argue her cases. Yeah. And I think that's what she misunderstood in the relationship. Right. And like you helping him is not being pissed off when he's gone 12 hours a day. Like that yeah, is that's you the helping help you him. <laughs> that's the help you need. That's yeah. like, that mm-hmm. is you nurturing him in his art. Like maybe, maybe send some takeout his way every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, that, that is the help he, he needs. He's already living with you. Right. That's the help he needed. Yeah. A safe space where he, he could come home and rest at night because he's so consumed with this art. Mm-hmm. But she wanted to be like a little helper. Right. <laughs> like a little right. Helper. And he was like, no, I just need you to be, stand quiet, create the space for me to create. Yeah. Which is what all of us want who create like yeah 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 absolutely mm-hmm. like right now my my husband took the kids 40 minutes away and it is the nicest thing he could ever do for me on a weekend <laughs> like it's yes, so nice take the kids take the kids when my Please. husband takes the kids i'm like yes it's the best <laughs> it's the best thing in the world just create the space for me to create yes that's all that and pay all the bills because i don't have a job <laughs> And that's what I put in every book. I'm like, thank you for creating the life so I can write. Oh, I love (laughs) that. That's all he needed to do. And I promise you one day I'm going to buy your boat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. But I I need a little patience at first. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So now shit just starts going wrong all over the place. Like he, um... He's he finds out he gets a solo show and she's really excited for him and she's like take on the art world or whatever. But she doesn't really understand that that means his work is going to ratchet up even more. Right. 
So at the same time, like, he's missing double dates with her parents. It's, like, bad, you know, like, like shit mm-hmm. is going down and, and she's she's not feeling... She's not feeling nurtured in the way that she needs to right now because her mom is also saying very true, but uh, relationship damaging things, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has the opportunity. She's gotten this opportunity to interview for like a super insane law firm. Right. That's like big prestige, lots of monies. You gotta, you gotta do the law firm thing. And so her mom at one point is like, hey, you cannot keep putting someone first who will never put you first. Right. And like, I got that, you know, yeah. like, especially, I don't know, especially in like a hetero, a, a cishet relationship. Mm-hmm. It's really easy for the woman to fall into that, like, you know, oh, I'll just, I'll just sacrifice this so that we can get this done as a couple. Oh, I'll just put mm-hmm. this aside so that we can make this happen as a couple. And people do it all the time. All and the then, time. We do it when we start families. A lot of times, you know, the woman ends up staying home and things. And I think this is, this spoke to like, being young and in love when you're first starting out and you got to make those hard decisions, but an artist can really live anywhere. And I I thought it was very interesting that she never asked him. I know. Right. And I know he had a DC centric type of, um, thing to his work but really come on he can that can be a chicago thing ups also exists paint in chicago ship it to dc yeah and i really felt and i think the myth a thing another thing about being young and in love and you know you're pursuing your dream is when she was telling him about that she was interviewing for the firm he thought he was being supportive and she thought he was maybe trying to get rid of her or yeah. he wasn't as invested. And you could see that just watching her expression when he was being, thinking he was being super supportive. And then she was like, and he was like, well, yeah, this is your dream. Cause he is about that dream thing, right? right? Pursuing your dream. Right. He said, right. you said this is the dream job, right? Of course you go out of it. Yeah. But yeah. she, never asked him to make us and I would have loved to see that dynamic in the show like same yeah make the man make a sacrifice Mm -hmm. yeah or just it's not even a sacrifice it's just like a small shift to the left like get over yourself no so we just watched a, a reality tv show that actually said something incredibly poignant and it was um it was like a dating show and they were having a conflict and the the girl said please don't hear things i'm not saying oh wow oh love right? that right and like that that's exactly what happened here because she said what would you like do you what do you think i should do if i get the job and what she was saying is do you want to be with me or do you not mm-hmm. care and when he said i mean you got to take it like this is your dream job she heard I don't give a fuck. You can leave tomorrow <laughs> and it's fine. Right. And, and like, you don't. See it all over her face. Yeah. And this dumb bunny over here was just like, here I am, just reading my book, being a himbo. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Read, look at her face, you <laughs> sillykins. Anyway, 
Yeah, and like he don't hear things like, I'm not saying. And he was like, I am so, I'm trying to be supportive here. And yeah. then he finds out that he's the last one to know. Yeah. And he's like, but you haven't been here. And he was like, but I'm doing my show. Right. <laughs> and I'm supporting you and your dream. Why can't you support me? Because let me tell you something. That is, that's the line, mm. right? And when you are in an artist or like a writer, the line for me is let me start feeling like you're not supporting my dream. Oh, yeah. I will. Um, we're done. It's a ripcord yeah. situation. Yeah. At this point, it's like, I, I don't have, you, you, you can't have that space for that kind of energy. Mm-hmm. That's why he started thriving when he moved out of his parents' house, obviously. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So he was like, I'm doing a show. And she was like, you know, but what about me? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And really, when you have a gift and you feel like God is giving you that gift or the universe is giving that gift, that comes before anything. Yeah. I mean, but I also understand that being a hard limit for her, you know, like it's perfectly acceptable for her to say, I support you in your dreams. I just can't walk that path with you. Right. You know, that's also perfectly acceptable because, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there is a way to be an artist and a partner at the same time. Mm -hmm. But do you know that when you're 25? I know. I know. (laughs) Because, you know, you're so passionate. You yeah. know, it's everything. Yeah. Absolutely. And she also never thought to say, hey, come to Chicago with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that would have been the end of the movie. I, it might have been. After. Yeah. If he had said, no, I have to stay here on D.C. soil, then like, yeah, he's taking yeah. it too far. But he didn't even have the opportunity. So no. they get into this big fight, although I will say. So she comes to bed in sweats. And when I say sweats, I mean like sweat shirt, sweat pants, like everything on her body is covered. And he's like, I wonder if I could kiss up on your neck a little bit. And she's like, I am sending you every signal in the book. Like, I, shop's closed, you know? And he gets Mm -hmm. all mad about it, which, you know. So. um, But she respects her when she says no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like right there, and she's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. He's like, yeah. okay. And he's, he's like, pissed, fine. But fine, right? Um, he's obviously disappointed, but he's not mean about it. You're right. Yeah. Um, and she says, <laughs> I really related to this. She's like, you can't just like never be here and then expect things to be cool. It was like I'm working. I know. Like, just have a just have a mature conversation, Melody. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't throw the, the barbs out there. It's unnecessary. <laughs> he was like, I'm working day and night on this show. This is like the biggest thing. And he expresses that. He actually says it. And she's like, well, you're never here. And yeah. he was like, and I'm doing the show. And, you know. Yeah, well, it, but it, then, then he does start some tomfoolery that is unacceptable. And that mm-hmm. is saying things like, I can't slack because I don't have rich parents to fall back on. And Mm -hmm. she's very like, go fuck yourself and get out of my house. And he's like, oh, yeah, it is your house, huh? And wow. And then he does. He does this mope in a shirtless fashion 
Mm-hmm. And the lighting, and I've never looked that sexy while doing anything, let alone moping. Yeah. Like, Kenya. <laughs> the way... But, oh, poor beautiful man. The way that his abs were rippling, just like mm-hmm. sitting still, was, wow, just artistry. Mm-hmm. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent Would Always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent Would Always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. Okay, so they're big broken up. And then it says a year later. She's in Chicago. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of his friends, his nightclub owner friend, Mecca's yeah. uh, now fiance. We don't know that yet, though. He, mm-hmm. like, pops by the studio. And he's so obviously, like, a broken workaholic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, there are, like, cobwebs on his eyes. Work. He's like, what? Oh, my God. He's made it, but he's miserable. Miserable. Mm -hmm. And then the friend looks over at a painting we can't see. I knew immediately it was her. I knew it. I knew immediately. You knew knew she was naked, right? I didn't know she was going to be naked. Oh, I knew she was naked. I didn't know she was going to be naked. And I didn't know it was like, it was so raw it was so we'll, we'll get there we'll but get there we'll get the there the friend sees it and when the friend sees it he's like you poor bastard he's like I mean, yeah he's like have you spoken to her and he's like no and then the friend's uh-huh. basically like all right come into my bosom and then i'm leaving <laughs> yeah, I can't. Him up. he's like it's so i can see him going home Michael. he gone babe he's oh like, god he go home until i know he had to like be like this poor, this guy, he is gone. I'm surprised uh-huh. he ain't hit the bottle and start taking fentanyl or whatever. I mean, se- seriously, like, like I think throwing himself into his work is the healthiest choice for him yes. in this moment. But like, geez. Well, also, you know that as he was walking out, he was like, this is why I do not give up the love of a good woman. <laughs> this is yeah. why I bow down at Mecca's feet every day. <laughs> this yeah. right here. Oh, my gosh. So, 
Okay, so then he drops this, like, oh, I've got a trip to Chicago because he's got a show in Chicago or something. Because mm-hmm. he is big time, okay? He's big time. Articles are being written about him. New York Times. You know? Okay. Yeah. Like, New York Times spotlight on Isaiah, big new yeah. artist in the world. So yeah. shit's happening, right? And you know that because when he, you see him and in... the studio is looking nicer. The, True. The little, yeah. So. Yeah. Got some good arts, good light, good light yeah. art. Lots of windows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the biggest, I'm sorry to say, I just need everyone to know, the biggest signifier of the fact that he has made it is that the hat has changed. All right? Oh, yes. Their hat <laughs> is a fedora. The beanie is gone. The fedora has entered the building. There is mm-hmm. a feather on it. Um, it is a transformation, you know, he like the Mm -hmm. Phoenix has risen. So he's like in the, he's in the museum of, of good art in Chicago. (laughs) The museum of good art. Yeah. That one, (laughs) you know, the one, right? Chicago museum (laughs) of art. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It usually is like the Chicago museum of art or the Denver museum of art or the no, it's Denver Art Museum. Listen, I to, you know I used to have like a job in the arts, but this is like I didn't I've know had a lot of jobs. Oh yeah, that was like fifteen a while back. A while back, because sure. I'm gonna start lying about my age. But um. <laughs> no, but Kenya, the only reason that they have silly names like that is because they yeah. didn't ask me to name them. You yeah. know. <laughs> Otherwise, they would have fantastic names like the Museum of Good Art in Chicago. Okay, what's your big city? Are you, where are you? New York. Where? Oh, you're, you are? Mm-hmm. In New York? Oh, my God, I'm so fascinated by New York people. Well, I'm not, I'm not in New York. I should, I'm not going to pose. I'm not going to be a but poser. But we can go to, like, the big Museum of Art in New York. Yeah, we can go to the MoMA. New York. Yeah, okay, we can go to the uh, New York, is it New York Museum of Art? I don't know what they call it. What do they so call it? there is the mm, the MoMA, the Modern mm. Art Museum. Yeah, 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 because the O is the O in Modern. Oh, yeah. Museum of Modern Art. So, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, That's ahead. the one, yeah. yeah. Wow, that, that was a journey <laughs> that we just took. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there are a bunch, there are a bunch. And I've actually been to some okay. of the, like the Whitney and some of the smaller okay. um, museums. They're like, they're, they're life changing a lot of times, mm-hmm. like honestly. Um, and then there's always the Met too. Yeah, which... that's what I'm talking about. That one, that one. Yeah, yeah. You can go look at a mummy and a carving of something cool. Like, okay. you know, good stuff. Yeah. All right. But no, we're in Chicago at that good art museum. Yeah. And Stevie comes in with a date, which I thought was a bold move. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Would you have done that? I don't know if I could have done that. Because I think she knew he was going to be there, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So why? I don't, I don't know. know. She's like shaking her tail feather. Like Maybe wh- she needed that buffer so that she knew. Because like, I'm the type of person that if, like, we'll use my husband, for instance. If I've had sex with him. hmm if I randomly see him again, I'm gonna have sex with him. So yeah. if I know that by m- about myself, you need a buffer so you just don't immediately go screw. Just him. wrap your our legs around him like an octopus. Yeah, like because like let's go. Yeah, me too. Like come here, 
He's like, come here, let me talk to you for a minute. And, we and I'm like, where's there. the bathroom? Exactly. You know, can so, we find a convenient alley? And, really? And if you know that about yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You don't go to events <laughs> where you, and, and still sometimes if you just really get carried away, the guy could be there and you could, might still sneak away and hump the other guy. I don't, sure. But sure. I, just know what, I just know what I'm capable of. So you have to have a buffer. Because I would be like, okay, say for instance this happens, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get a Netflix deal, and like Ooh. we go to like a premiere, and like Dwayne Johnson's there, Ooh. and I'm gonna be like Melanie, don't let me fuck the Rob. <laughs> and I'm gonna say Kenya, I was the wrong person to bring to this event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Rock, and then it's Michael Fassbender. <laughs> I'm going to have some problems, yeah. right? And At the very least, I'm going to make a fool of myself. I might. No, it'll happen. Because I just know me. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I know what I'm capable of. Okay, it's good pussy over here. And uh, you might have to cut that part out. So I don't want to ruin my life or get nobody murdered. So Totally, I totally. No worries. Life. Yeah, I right. can cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> I might just bleep it because it's funnier. I, I, you, I mean, you don't have to cut it out. Like, I don't care, but I'm just saying, if that's one of y'all heart, y'all can't say the P word on here. Oh, but I'm just saying, no uh, way. I but I would need that person there. Yeah. To keep me from being falling back into my old ways. No, that's that's just wisdom. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're completely. So right. maybe that's why. She brought him there because she knew she was vulnerable. Yeah. And maybe she was like, you know what? He needs to see me in my moving on pants, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he needs to That's see that he's petty. not the only <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. game in town. But, but how quickly did she fall, though? I mean, <laughs> wouldn't I, like, she's only mortal. So... <laughs> Okay. Their whole conversation was like, we want to have sex with each other, right? Oh my now. god! Like they were, they were just straight up soul fucking right in front of yeah. this poor man. So they do <laughs> have his name Ahmad. Yeah, Ahmad. Ahmad was a sweetheart boy. He was so sweet. Bless poor Ahmad. Yeah. So they have this whole conversation, and it is tense in the sexual way. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, he leaves town, and then he does leave her a voicemail that's like. I have my second solo show and I would love for you to be there. And so boy, does she pack up her hot waist beads and she goes to DC. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She, yeah. She does pack the hot waist beads. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so they meet at this bar and she walks in and it's dark. And I was just like, listen, everyone, this he, you've made your decision already, you know, yeah. like if this is the meeting space and you're both cool with it, like <laughs> it's on TM. Yeah. So they talk about his New York Times profile and all this sort of thing and they go home together and I feel mm-hmm. like it's another, they spend another one of those like all night nights and then they go back to his place and crash and mm-hmm. I thought they were waking up from a sexy morning after Mm-hmm. I don't think they were because they were both fully clothed. And so once they like woke up and they were okay again, then it's on. Yeah. And wow, it was good stuff. 
it was intense, very sexy. The whole black little thing, like you knew she can't. She understood the assignment. Oh, that's right. She had on the black lingerie mm-hmm. and the waist beads. You know what the assignment was. That's right. And then I was like, <laughs> how confident do you have to be on a movie set to let Kofi go down to the downtown place? Yep. Mm-hmm. Even if you ain't really doing it, because you know how you start. Like I would have been sweating. I would have been first. <laughs> I would have been a mess. I would have been like. I know it's not real, but my body feels like it's real. Yeah. (laughs) You can't. His face was right there. I was like, bless it. (laughs) He does a kiss on her, on her, um, like her underwear is on, but he does kiss her pubis. Just smackaroo right there. And I don't know how she handled it as an actor. (laughs) I think you gotta be just, it was a female director. So I'm sure it was a close set. Very respectful. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. But he was, he had to be a gentleman the whole time. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Or maybe they're together now is the fanfic that's in my mind. That was, I I did look to see if he was dating anybody and I didn't see. I didn't see. So it's a secret. Wow. It's a secret romance, everyone. He's so sexy. Uh Uh-huh. Like everything. Yeah. It's problematic, frankly. (laughs) So, oh, wait, I'm so sorry. We do have to go back. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I can do it after. No, we missed what? one part that I thought was really what? important from the first solo okay. show. So rewind. They're still together. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know what you're going to say. Is it when he thanks everybody but her? <gasps> he thanks the lady. Yeah. The gallery director person. Yeah. Yeah. He makes this mm-hmm. big speech and it's this big pregnant pause where he goes, and I wouldn't be here today, dot, dot, dot. And she's like, oh, my God, he's going to he's going to recognize me for all of the time I've sacrificed with him to support his dream. And he goes, mm-hmm. thank you so much, gallery artist. I would not be yeah. here today without you. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that was a moment where and I was not his like, significant other, which is uh, somebody else did that. Uh, when they got an Oscar, they forgot to thank their wife. <laughs> Somebody, I forgot who did it. I don't know. That's no, like yeah, but that's divorce material. That goes right into the material. affidavit. Like you got to say that person first. <laughs> like she gave you a place to stay. You had to heal your daddy. The whole thing. yeah, yeah, and yeah. His, and then and and then because he had said she was his girlfriend, so he should have said you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, completely. Okay, sorry. But now we're back in D.C., okay? And they've just had <laughs> some hot, hot sex that everybody enjoyed. Um, yeah. And so then she, he wakes up and she's like, oh, don't, don't go anywhere. But he gets a phone call. And so he leaves and he's like, no, I want that painting to be by itself. And so you got to put it in this special place. And she's like, ugh, painting is taking over our, our life again. So then she gets dressed and he's sitting... He's just like sitting in the middle of the the living room, just like sketching. And apparently yeah. he's been there for a minute. Mm-hmm. So she comes out in his sweats and he's like, oh, I thought we would spend the day together. And she was like, yeah. I did too. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, well, just hold on a sec. Like, I just got to finish this sketch. And she's like, no, I'm super mm-hmm. not going to do that. Because I do remember in this very moment, my mom telling me not to choose someone who will never also choose me first. Mm-hmm. But then he gets up and he's like, 
I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you, he says very mm-hmm. many times. And she leaves anyway. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And it's and it has to be uh crushing his soul, but it's also very interesting in that I wonder what the flip like we don't see the flip side of her work, right? Yeah. Like she obviously has to work 18 hour days yeah. because she has that thing. So what would happen when they really get together? Mm-hmm. And I think it's good that she chose herself in that moment. But as we see, we'll see down. Cause I, I'm very interested to in what you think about what happens next oh. with, you know, but so she walks out. In his yeah. Sweat, so. <laughs> she walks out and she does do a snuggle with her mom for a little while. And the mom's like, so why are you here? And she's like, what, can I miss my mom? <laughs> I'm here for like no reason specifically whatsoever. And the mom is like, she goes quiet for a minute. And then she goes, you know, there was a guy before your dad. And we were like, so in love. But it, it became clear that I was ready for him, but he wasn't ready for me. Mm-hmm. And I had to choose, like, I had to make the choice of whether I was going to wait for him or whether I was going to move on. Mm-hmm. And I I chose to move on, and now I'm with your dad, and I work for the motherfucking embassy, right. and, like, you know, things are great, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so this is, like, forefront of her mind as she goes to his solo show. Right. So he's standing there in that fedora again. Yes. Uh-huh. And... He sees her walk in and she like she finds out that Mecca is engaged and it's like this beautiful thing from across the room. Then she goes over to him and they say like, hi. But then he immediately gets interrupted by the gallerist and he chooses to go with her to like Mm -hmm. meet an art person. Yeah. He's kind of pulled away. And she's like, listen, I'm not going to be part of this party to this anymore. I'm not going to second anymore. And then the crowd slowly fades away. Oh, shit. And I think think the romance author in me is that that is the realization where she realizes that he was always choosing her. That's what I thought. Yeah. And so she's standing up there in front of this gorgeous painting of her completely naked with a nipple showing. That's <laughs> like right. her mom would have a fit. I was thinking your mom would have a fit if she saw this. Ah, I mean, but here's the thing. painting at this point because he's like probably, or a million. He's probably, sitting, I mean, you know, he's made it. Yeah. He's yeah. in the New York Times. He's, his paintings are selling for at least $100,000 at this point. Minimum. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but so I don't think, I don't know. But again, this is because I don't understand abstract art. Because he does this like very thick sort of like everything in the background of his paintings is always uh, not realistic, but it's it's very like, you know, obvious what it is. And then every person, mm-hmm. um, the, all of the skin tone is like this this really thick, um, thick sort of strokes that he does, like not even with a brush, but with like a paint palette thing. Yeah. Like a scraper thing. Mm-hmm. And so he says that the distortion of that is the distortion of like someone else perceiving you. Mm-hmm. And that that is a really cool idea. But like when I look at it, I just see like a sort of fucked up figure, <laughs> you know. And he's, like, done the, he's done the layering where he's done the 
classical art thing. But then he speckled all of this layer. And I think like the multifaceted aspects of a person's personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how they are perceived by the viewer. Completely. Right. Yes. And totally, right? And I never would come to that conclusion by myself. Right. But, it, and it, it is cool because then the painting, like, if you look at it from different angles, like, the figure actually, like, pops out in a 3D sort of way mm-hmm. because it's raised so much with the spackling. But anyway, sorry, I say all this to say that I don't know if her mom could be upset about it because that does not look like a naked woman to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's... It's, it's the suggestion, but it's not yeah. like a, a detailed drawing of, like, a nipple hair or something, you know? <laughs> right. That's what, that's what would happen if someone was doing a detailed drawing of me. <laughs> there, there would have to be nipple hairs. So, um, okay, so, yeah, I think so, too. So, but then, so it ends with her, like, going up to this, uh, this painting and, mm-hmm. like, looking deep into the painting's soul. And then him coming up I love the way her. they did that I love the juxtaposition and the depth and, and, and he... the fact that she was in focus and he was blurred mm-hmm. and then it ends you don't know what happens I think that they're together forever the end yeah because how could you see that he has been just pining pining so in love so detailed so and then he says her the oh my god it's called her oh my god which is also her contact in his phone yeah oh his his muse she is his everything it is all about her and Mm -hmm. when she was like there and he's just behind her and it's just like that that puts in the focus what you realize what he has been obsessing mm-hmm. over, loving about the whole yep. thing. Everything he has ever done has been about her. Yeah. Now she gets it. And I think it's great that her mom said that. He was always choosing you. And oh my God, I love it. <laughs> it was so, yeah, so now so- it's just the matter of like, because like I think back to the scene where they they you know get together this time like basically the night before or that mm-hmm. morning or whatever when she obviously wants him to stay in bed but he takes the work call and then he gets inspired and so he's sitting by the window doing a sketch and like it's it's so obvious in hindsight mm-hmm. that their coming back together was incredibly inspirational for his artistic side. And mm-hmm. so that's why he wanted to like capture that in the moment. But like at the same time, her experience of that focus mm-hmm. is him not being in bed with her. Right. And like, which is more important to her? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. that's, it's, it's really, it's a really interesting and I think dynamic another to thing think about. Is when she plays back that conversation. Mm. When he says, I want it on the wall by itself. Because he has... You're right. right? Oh, shit. He has... He wants to show her... When she says, what was so important? Her. Oh, shit. (laughs) Kenya, I didn't even put that together. (laughs) She's going to think about, oh, this is what he was talking about. This what was so important. Her. Me. Oh, shit. See? 
okay, my mind is blown. Yeah, yeah. okay. So she's All right. sitting there looking at the picture talking about, I was pissed off because he got up because it was so important for him to show the most important picture in the collection all by mm-hmm. itself the place of honor and it's about her. oh my gosh me. oh my me. gosh me. you're me. so right <laughs> ah. so that was dawning on her as he was walking up behind her oh my god mm-hmm. it's a happy ever after <laughs> It is. No, straightforward. Yeah, so. I was reading some things afterwards and people were saying like, you know, fans are upset about like the the lackluster ending of Really Love. And after I watched it, I was like, this is not lackluster at all. You just have to be a romance reader. You got to get it. You got like, I can be this lady, the, the author... Uh, the writer, director, lady, like, I think she probably puts down 20 books a month. She write, pro- probably reads 20 romance books a month. <laughs> it's At like, least. Yeah. So, but she did it in her artsy, visual way. You know, uh-huh. it's so much the music, everything about this film was like, it's a great, like, first movie art piece type of uh, movie type thing. Like, it was, it yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. it's too deep for some, you know, like, it's kind of like, you can tell it's a film school movie. <laughs> like it is. Yeah. Yeah. It was a labor of love because you know it's straight up like <laughs> a highfalutin type of you want to talk about and have a conversation over wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. Right. So I was like, if we didn't do this at eleven a.m., I would have wine right now. Yeah. All right. Oh, it's so. not too early. Eleven's fine. Is it? I mean, I feel like it's a weekend, it's, you know? The day drinking is fine, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, so. It's fine. That movie, it was like, I was like, Melanie is going to kill me. <laughs> no, I really liked it. Because I didn't know, I didn't know before I actually, I picked, you know, I just said it because I had put it in my Netflix to be watched uh, pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's a perfect time to watch that Kofi Sidibe movie, so. Yeah. <laughs> I put that, and I said, says love. I hope it ends uh, with the H-E-A. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Do you have a lady love? Um, Do I have a lady love? My lady love is send flowers to friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a while ago, a while ago, I was having a really, really hard time, and a friend of mine sent me some flowers, and it was just like... So nice. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it like it didn't cross my mind to be something that like you do for not a romantic partner, I guess, mm-hmm. which is silly. Um, so, yeah, show up to your friend's house with flowers. Yeah. And I would That's say funny. call and check on your friends. That would mm. be my lady love and make a 10 minute conversation an hour and a half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because I think anytime that you show an interest in somebody, uh, a genuine caring interest, Mm -hmm. you don't know what a person is dealing with that day and you just call them or whatever. It might be a surprise. They might be, you know, convalescing or whatever. That really shows that you care about them and you love them. So, yeah. And I do that. Sometimes I randomly call people just to check on them, see how they're doing. And sometimes people call me and I'm always surprised. And I'm like, oh, you took the time to call me because nobody calls before. 
right? Yeah, that's true. Nobody calls anymore. Yeah, it's so always it's, text. It's always kind of awkward at first, but then once you get to talking, it's like fun. And then mm-hmm. you remember like we were 16 at one point and we did this shit all day. Like totally yeah. talk to talk and laugh and have a great conversation. And yeah, that that's that's the lady love for me. So I that is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. So people need to follow you everywhere. Where can they do it? I am Kenya Gory Bell everywhere. TikTok. I'm on TikTok now doing silly stuff. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And my Facebook group is the KGB. The K's Grown and Sexy Book Club. And yeah. we do uh, live author talks every Thursday on IG. And uh, so, yeah. Kenya Gory Bell everywhere. It's wonderful. And I'll link that in the show notes, of okay. course. Um, and yeah, The Chronic came out on January 18th. <laughs> so it is available for immediate purchase. And now, keeping a badass. And love yourself as much as you love that fancy waist bead situation. <laughs> waist beads forever. They rock. <laughs> Contemplate a waist bead. Yeah. Just think about it. Who yeah. knows? They make them in all sizes. Go get them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.